Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Welcome. It's lovely to see you. My name is Tim. For those of you that don't know me, I'm one of the assistant ministers here. And it's my joy to be talking to us today. Now, hands up. Who here likes pictures of cute, fluffy animals? That's everybody. That's most of you guys. And if you don't have your hand up, you might be lying. My mum loves pictures of fluffy sheep. And what she loves even more than pictures of fluffy sheep are sheep themselves. We used to go on family walks in Wales in the fields. And during lambing season, a mum would go up to the fences and go, Meh, aren't you a cute little one? Meh, aren't you so sweet? At which point dad is walking on up the lane pretending that he doesn't know her and that he certainly isn't married to her. But we love pictures of new life, don't we? We love pictures of uh, uh, cats and dogs and pigs. Guys over here, can you? do you like pictures of pigs? Isn't that sweet? We love pictures of... We Instagram photos of things. We love it. We absolutely love it. Who here likes pictures of babies? I love pictures of babies. I think they're fantastic. Um, There are some really cute ones that you can find on the internet if you search hard enough. Brilliant. We love pictures of new life. In our reading today, we have four or five five pictures of new life coming, of new life happening. And a lot of preachers have uh, three points in their sermon. I have one point to my sermon. Easy to remember. Jesus brings new life. This is what he does. This is what he is in the business of doing. And children over here, I might need your help with this. We're going to say this all together. We're going to do this together on three. Can you help me? One, two, three. Jesus brings new life. Amen. Awesome. Right. We're going to uh, take these four stories in order. Sorry, out of order. We're going to first think about the blind man and what happens here. This is a picture of new life, I've said. Someone who has no sight is given sight. Now, how are these guys doing? Have you seen the pictures that these guys are drawing? They're drawing, excuse me. They're drawing eyes on eyes that are shut, which is amazing. But can you imagine if you didn't have any sight? Can you imagine what that would be like? If, anyone, uh, if anyone's here, if you put your hands over your eyes and then imagine that you had to try and get somebody's attention like that. These men recognize where Jesus is. He's walking down the lane, but it's like this. And guess what they do? They call out, they're saying, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me, son of David. And that's amazing that they recognize that he is son of David, that he's recognized that he is the Messiah the one who has promised to come. Now, you might have done this to your parents. You might have shouted out to them, Mum, Dad, quick, I've done something. I've hurt myself. Mum, Dad, quick, I've broken the TV. We're using it as a football goal. And then I put my T-shirt over my head and I ran into the door. So the door is broken as well. Well, hopefully not, anyway. But imagine if you couldn't see them, how would you call out? And yet Jesus has mercy on these men and he heals their sight. And then think of the next men. There's a man who's so spiritually oppressed that he can't speak. So spiritually oppressed. It says he's possessed by a demon or demons. And imagine you can't speak. Now imagine parents, if your child couldn't speak. Sometimes that would be bliss, I'm sure. Now as much as you wouldn't want to admit it, you might just fancy a little mute button, a little pause button sometimes. (laughs) But imagine that you couldn't speak. Well, guess what? Jesus has mercy on these men and they have a little bit of faith and they come to him and he totally, totally heals them. And these are pictures of new life we're seeing, lives that are totally transformed. Why don't we say the point together again? Jesus brings new life. In three, one, two, three, Jesus brings new life. Brilliant. Okay. I'm going to need somebody's help for the next point. 
Hannah, could I have you? Could I have you up? Naomi, I'm so sorry. Hannah is her sister. I have something for you to wear. Could you please put this on? And could you put that on as well? Fantastic. Now, what do you like at snoring? Pardon? What do you like at snoring? Are you good at snoring? Uh, you might have heard someone do it, maybe your dad, or more disturbingly, your mum. I'm not very good at snoring. snoring <laughs> do you think you can give me a big yawn? <sighs> there we go, fantastic. This is what Jesus sees. The story, our reading tells the story of Jairus' daughter. He's a Pharisee, he's a ruler of the law, teacher of the law. And we read about later, the uh, Pharisees say that this man drives out demons by the prince of demons. Yet, Jairus knows that he's come to the end of his rope. And the faith in his heart is speaking louder than anything else. And so he goes to Jesus and he says, my daughter is dead. But guess what Jesus does? Jesus diverts from his path. He goes away from the noisy crowds and he finds the girl. And this is what he sees. He doesn't see a girl who's dead. He sees a girl who's just sleeping. And this is what faith does. Faith sees an army of dry bones, as it were. and sees, Faith sees a valley of dry bones and sees an army. Faith sees what heaven sees. And this is what Jesus does. He doesn't... Excuse me, I need to take your hand here. There we go. Jesus doesn't pray. He doesn't ask, ask, ask. He just brings the reality of heaven in line with the reality on earth. And he says, girl, get up. And guess what? Take off the mask. She gets up. She's awake. She is alive. And this is a picture of new life, of death coming to life. But it's not just life for the daughter, because it must be life for Jairus as well, and that whole family. So why don't we say it together one more time? One, two, three. Jesus springs new life. Can we have a little round of applause for Naomi? Thank you, Naomi. Please do take a seat. Brilliant, and we're moving on. Now, I'm going to need somebody else's help for this. Uh, I need... I ideally need a girl, but I might pick on Cameron. Cameron, can I have your help? Now, I want you to imagine Cameron as a very old woman, which is a little bit odd, but there we go. Cameron, just come stand here a second. And then another story of new life, another picture of new life in our story is the story of the lady who comes, who's been bleeding for many years. This is a lady who is at the end of herself. If you want a really good account of this, I'd recommend you reading Mark's Gospel and not Matthew's, because it's full of great details. But you've spent all your money, and you're at the end of yourself. And she's been ill, and so ill in the way that when she, the way she's been bleeding actually means that she, socially she's outcast. And people don't want anything to do with her. So instead of walking up to Jesus like you normally might do, she just comes to Jesus, and she touches the edge of his cloak. Because she knows, if that's all I do, I'll be healed. Now, why does she do that? Well, let's think about this. If you've been socially outcast for years and years and years... You wouldn't want to go and say hi, would you? You just want to go to the back, shrink away and hope no one notices you. But in a crowd of people, let's imagine we're in a massive crowd here. As you touch me, Jesus goes, stop, somebody's touched me. And the disciples go, yes, Jesus, we're in a crowd. That's what happens in a crowd. But he says, no, my power has left me. And then trembling, the young girl comes up, the old lady comes up to him. And I want you to wear this. I want you to put this on like an old lady. That'd be wonderful. Can you put this on round your head? Can you hold it? Nope. Let's have your face. There we go. Brilliant, Cameron. Thank you so much. This lady comes up to him, and she's trembling with fear. But again, he says, take heart, daughter. 
Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. And this is a wonderful picture of new life. Can you just take a seat for a second? And this is what Jesus, I've said Jesus is in the business of doing. Cameron, I'll be asking you back up in a moment. Don't worry. Jesus is in the business of bringing new life. Doesn't he look great? Wouldn't you like to have a little red cloak like that? Now I'm going to speak specifically to the adults a second. I've said Jesus brings new life. And here's the thing. Jesus brings new life for us as well. He brings healing to people's bodies. And we actually believe that Jesus still heals today. If you need prayer for something today, we would love to pray for you. But guess what? The greatest miracle that Jesus can do for you today is something that actually he already did 2,000 years ago. Don't we love pictures of fluffy things, cute bunnies? And isn't that what we've made Easter? Easter's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Our cross on the stage is uh, renewed. We used it from our Christmas tree. And we've reduced Easter to fluffy bunnies and Easter eggs and cute pictures, which are great, but they're not the reason, are they? 2,000 years ago, a man gave his life on a cross, stretched out, beaten and bloodied, so we could have new life. And it's hinted at in this story. Cameron, can I have you up again, please? This lady represents, and the different people in our story represent us in a way. You look at these people, they come to Jesus with a little bit of faith. They come to Jesus with a little bit of something, and he recognizes it, and he heals them. And that's what we have to do. And sometimes it's going to feel like you recognize him for absolutely who he is. He's the son of David. Or sometimes you're just going to think... If only I touch his cloak, I'm broken inside, but if all I can do is get one touch of him, I'll be healed. And what Jesus does, and we had this, someone gave this word last week. On the cross, Jesus takes all our sin, he takes all our shame, he takes our hurting and our brokenness. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He heals his body, mind, and soul. He gives us new life in him. Corinthians says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We have a robe of righteousness. We are made new. Why don't we say it one last time that Jesus brings new life in three, two, one. Jesus brings new life. Amen.